Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is news-driven markets. I'm thrilled to be here today with you. We are approaching the third year this week of this country having dealing with COVID. Uh, I'm also proud to tell you I have seasonal allergies, and it's the first time I've been proud to claim that, and nobody can be fully paranoid that I've got COVID. So with that, though, I am going to get through this blog and talk to you about news-driven markets with my distinguished colleagues, Bobby Norman, who's going to talk about 2022 and 1982. Think about that one. I'm going to talk about, from the standpoint with Adam Van Zandt, the range of trading that we may be seeing in this volatile market. With, with Trade Booth, I'm going to be talking about from the standpoint of inflation, and will the Fed raise interest rates this week? And Ty Miller is going to talk about inflation in relation to 1982. Now, those are some great topics, and news is alive and well. The purpose of our blog here is to give you information that surpasses what you're hearing in the emotional news. This is a news-driven market, knee-jerk reactions. Bobby, talk about the facts instead of the emotions. With the recent volatility in the market, we wanted to share some research with our viewers. So we look back throughout history to see, one, how the market reacted the last time we had high inflation and a geopolitical event in the same year. And we were actually able to find a very relevant chart here that shows that the current S&P 500 trend is similar to the 1982 midterm election year, which not coincidentally, was the last bout of major inflation for the U.S. And at the same time, we were dealing with Russia in the Cold War. So and also, like nearly every midterm election year, equities rallied into the election in 1982. So as always, no guarantees and, and no year is exactly the same. But I share this chart to show that we've been here before. And, and with a volatile market caused by high inflation, conflict with Russia in a midterm election year, and the market was able to end up higher for the year. So history says, stay the course, make adjustments as necessary. Uh, but again, we've been here before. We've seen this. No, no, you're absolutely right. And as people are running around saying this war uh, is horrible, and it is horrible. Uh, at the same time, the market is down less than 1% in terms of the S&P 500 since Russia invaded Ukraine. So the volatility in the market, yes, news driven, this is horrible what's taking place. But there's other factors that are also impacting the volatility of the market. And Ty, you brought up those points uh, this morning in our meeting. Just, just elaborate on that. So inflation is uh, at 7.9%. That's the highest rating we've gotten since 1982, uh, coincidentally enough. Um, big difference between now and then is uh, back then we had around double-digit uh, Fed, Fed, Fed funds rate, and now we're at 0%. Um, not sure how long we'll be there. I'll let Trey hit on that in a minute. Um, but obviously, we've all felt it at the gas pump and energy was uh, a big contributor to inflation. Now, um, it isn't all Russia-Ukraine related. We had inflation before then, but the, the oil prices are really starting to stick out. Yeah, Trey, Trey, talk about, you know, we started this year and a lot of the volatility was created about possible interest rate increases. Yeah, the news cycles really kind of shifted and focused on the UK and, U, Ukraine and Russia uh, issue, which which definitely is is front and center and very, very tragic. But 
as to your point, Greg, the market was already down leading into that event. And that's largely because the Fed and people were concerned about the Fed raising rates, the Fed being too aggressive to fight inflation. And so there's been a lot of talk around that. And we finally it's finally here, the first Fed meeting of the year where they may be raising rates. Fed will meet on the 15th and the 16th, and they'll decide likely to raise interest rates to 25 basis points. This It's, it's amazing how long we've been waiting for this. Uh, March 15th, I believe, of 2020 was a Sunday when in between meetings, at that time it was after the Fed's meeting, the Fed came out and announced they were cutting rates all the way to zero in response to COVID. So it, we're trying to get back to normal. We're trying to reverse the, the extreme circumstances of, of the global financial crisis around the coronavirus. And this is the first step. And so it's not just what the Fed does. I think the market expects and everyone expects just a 25 base point hike. It's what they look out forward, what they project, what they say, how they say it. The market will go through every single word that Jerome Powell says in his press conference. And we'll, and we'll dig into how the market reacts to it. But it's very important. We've been talking about this for a long time. It's finally here. The Fed will be raising rates. And, and, and how they respond to geopolitical events will be very, will be very, very telling. Yeah, no, well, well said. And to give people some comfort and ranges to look at, Adam, uh, when we're looking at the S&P 500 and that volatility, that trading range, talk about that. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, we gave some intermediate technical analysis from a uh, standpoint of resistance lines and support lines. So last week, we saw those levels, the support levels at least be tested. Um, the S&P came in a little bit flat. Uh, from the range of Monday to Friday, of a Friday close of 4,204. That gives us a new short-term resistance level of 4,240 with a new support level of 4,160. Uh, another thing we like to look at is moving day averages. So it's important to note that the 50-day moving day average of the S&P 500 was down about 0.25% last week, uh, currently sitting at 4,476. So it's also important to look at these moving day averages to find a trend and future support lines and also resistance levels. So that's one thing we want to keep an eye on moving forward along with these fundamentals is that we correlate those back to technical analysis and continue to follow those lines. Yeah, here at Five Plan Partners, we're big believers in technical and fundamental analysis when it comes to your portfolios and also in relation to your financial blueprint. And I want to emphasize that because in the first quarter of 2020, our technical analysis told us there were things in the market that were not normal, and we were seeing volatility occurring, and we were also seeing institutions getting more conservative. With that knowledge and looking at these trading ranges, we were able to get more conservative on our clients' portfolios as we approached that March 15th, only to be listening to Jerome Powell take interest rates down to zero. We encourage you to listen to what Adam's saying on these trading ranges, as well as the news that, or information we're providing you, and compare it to the news and emotions that you're hearing out there. Volatility is here for a while, but we're going to navigate through it, and we're going to continue keeping you updated in our blogs, in our social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, our podcast, and we also will be emailing out research reports that will give you information and insight on how your portfolio can be impacted or how it can also react to that news that's out there. We want you to have a great week. I'm going to work through these seasonal allergies and we'll keep you updated as the week goes on. Take care. Mm -hmm.